Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey's Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. They needed that one. They needed that one for a uh, um, a ton of reasons. Um, they just, man, for the the team, obviously, you know, just needed the two points after that terrible road trip. Uh, but with all the emotion in the building tonight, all the uh, seeing Oscar Lindblom today, him coming by and talking uh, and, and greeting the team for the first time since the diagnosis, it, it just feels good that they get to have a, a day where, you know, things are things are okay for a minute. They, they overcome being so shorthanded and having so few of their regulars in the lineup. Obviously, huge boost also to get TK back. They just need that guy. His energy is incredible. His creativity, uh, offensive explosiveness, um, just everything he b- brings to the game, both with his skill and his mentality, is huge. Obviously, Carter Hart uh, steals the show. What was Carter Hart's line tonight? Uh, let's check out this box score. I think he had a career high or a season high in saves. Yep, yeah, stopped 40 out of 41. That's a nice little 976 save percentage. Not too bad at all uh, at even strength, 36 out, of 36 out of 36. That's all you can ask for from your uh, from your number one goalie. Just good team win all around. Glad to see them get back on the winning side of things. Um, really just tough road trip, really tough to overcome. Uh, you don't want to see it because things are starting to get real now. You know, we're approaching that halfway point. We're getting towards the holidays in January. The season really gets going, uh, and we all know – that uh, that West Coast trip, the, the the trip out west in the holidays, sometimes doesn't always go the Flyers' way. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good trip. Uh, they have a few home games before that. Uh, let's see what the schedule looks like for uh, for the remainder of this week. They just beat the Ducks four to one Thursday. They're right back at it against Buffalo. Buffalo is a good team. Last I saw, they were losing to the Leafs, but. Buffalo's been up and down this year. They have a lot of skill. They've they've put together some good runs. Uh, haven't been too consistent, but they're capable of playing well. So let's see what they do against Buffalo. Seven o'clock puck drop on Thursday. And if you are looking for somewhere to watch Thursday's game, may I suggest to you Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. That's right, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, right there in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. Justin, absolutely great place to watch a Flyers game or any game. With the packages they have through DirecTV, if you want to watch sports while they're open, there will be the sport you're looking for on for you. It's a great, uh, just a, a great bar for a night out, uh, and not just that. It's a great bar for a hockey fan, and it starts with Timmy Fitzpatrick. Timmy Fitz is a huge fan. You might talk to him for a few minutes just about what the hell the Flyers are doing that night before you even realize he's the owner of the place, but he is. He's always there making sure – the beer is cold and the food is hot. Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern and Wildwood Crest. And that's all I have for you. Well, while we're looking ahead, let's look ahead to Saturday's game as well. They're at Ottawa for a 7 o'clock puck drop. And if you're looking for somewhere to, wa- to watch that one, Fitzpatrick's always awesome if you're in the Jersey Shore area. Way to go. But Saturday is our Festivus party. It's not Festivus. I know. I have. I've gone on and on about how we're calling it Festivus, even though it's not actually on Festivus this year. But... It is our annual Festivus party. It is going to be at Fieldhouse for the game uh, right there in Philly. It's on, uh, you know, it's right in the heart of things. Uh, it, you know where Fieldhouse is. We've had events there before. It's going to be a great time. 
free stuff for people. There's going to be snacks. First 50 people get a t-shirt. Next 50 get a drink voucher. It's going to be pretty awesome. Come on out to the uh, to Fieldhouse for the Broad Street Hockey uh, what, third or fourth annual. Fourth annual? Third annual, I want to say. Festivus party. Let's get to you. How does it feel covering a win again? I, I was out for a couple. I was out over the weekend and stuff. I haven't done a post game in a little bit. Really missed you guys. But it always feels nice to cover a win. Let's just get one, hey. Woo! Hart was super solid. Yeah, Hart made some big saves. Uh, he was just his normal, uh, just suffocating self, really. Carter Hart is has been especially awesome at home. Um the Flyers have been overall just awesome at home. I think they said 11-2-4. and four. That's like a 765 points percentage, if my math is right. They're killing it at home. I uh, would love to see more people coming out to the games. Uh, attendance wasn't great tonight. I don't want to spend too much time on that because, hey, for the people that were there, way to go. You saw a great game. Hopefully other people start to figure out the Flyers are a good team. I know they just went through a little tough stretch, but it's a good team on the ice. David Kacha with a goal, Andre Kacha uh, without a tooth. Yeah, man, How I really uh, – you, you don't want to see anyone get boarded. Niskanen, it's a rough play. The game's fast. I don't think it was, like, purposefully dirty, but he boarded uh, he, he boarded David's brother. I just wanted to see – I wanted to see the brothers fight tonight. Like, I was really hoping to see that. It would be fun. Go back to the Wayne and Keith Primo days. Um Eric and Brett fought once, I think. It's just funny when brothers fight. Have Luke and Braden ever fought? Because Braden isn't that great of a fighter. I can't imagine that would go too well for him. He's dropped the gloves a couple times and never seems to really go well. Great win. So happy TK is back. Yeah, the dude is just um, – he's that little bit of extra spark for this team, man. How's this – I hope the sound is good. Everything's set up right, but I haven't been down here in a couple days to check on things. Uh, yeah, TK is just that little bit of extra spark. He's that offensive uh, fire plug that they need. Um, you know, making that extra pass on the Golden Knight to set up Giroux for the for the dunk was just shit, man. That's that's what he's out there to do is just make things happen, scoring goals, setting them up, just being TK. Uh, had a couple of hits. Um, it, it's this team is just better. You can overcome a lot of things when they're missing TK. They're not as good of a team. That's just very obvious. Thomas Chabot played 37-50 against Tampa. Yeah, I was going to talk about this later, but since it's in the since it's in the um, in the comments right away, why? I think it, I think I saw 37-56 from Elliot Friedman. Why? Like what? For what? Maybe I didn't. I haven't seen the box score. I don't know the details of the fucking Ottawa game. I was a little busy, you know, covering the team I cover, but maybe there was a ton of penalties and he's playing power play and penalty kill and got a bunch of minutes that way. But for like, I just don't see that as a good strategy for a young player. Who's going to be hopefully for them in their minds, a part of their like turning the franchise around. Why are you, this is a meaningless season for them. Why are you playing your, one of your best players, 38 minutes? That's fucking stupid. Loved NAK's game tonight. His energy and physicality is needed. It certainly is. And this is something we've talked about on and off, really, throughout um, NAK's time with the Phantoms. And now that there's a new regime, it just doesn't seem like the new regime is particularly high on him. They've called up a lot of guys instead of him. Uh, finally gets the call up because the Flyers are basically out of freaking players. 
But uh, Charlie O'Connor pointed this out on Twitter tonight. He's just such a good four checker, uh, like physical energy, all that stuff. He just seems like the exact type of player, not just AV, like any coach would want on their fourth line. I don't know. He's got a little bit of offense we've seen with the Phantoms. It's not like he's just some uh, some guy looking to throw hits out there. He does that, and he does it well, and he, he's good at gaining possession on the forecheck and stuff like that. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know why we haven't seen him more. I hope to see more of him now. Uh, if he can carve out a little niche for himself on a fourth line, just getting pucks deep and hitting people, fine with me. Uh, him and him and David Kacha, uh, I've liked what I've seen out of them just in terms of um, guys who do the little things. Obviously, Kacha gets the goal tonight, and that's huge. Congratulations to him. First career goal. Does it against his brother's team. That's cool as hell. That has to feel awesome. Uh, that phone call between them you know, later this week will probably be funny as shit. I would love that's You can always see like when there's a situation like that um, – two brothers say, or just two guys who know each other, friends from former teams, whatever, when you're going past the two locker rooms towards the media, uh, like for the, for the beat writers and the stuff, everyone who goes to the, uh, to the locker rooms for interviews and then the, the coaches press conference there, you always see opponents out in the hallway. Like if they have a relationship or something talking to each other, I would love to be sitting there to see uh, Andre and David tonight with David getting his first career goal. That would be cool. Hayes had a rough game. Puck was bouncing on him. I I thought Hayes possessed the puck well, made a couple of plays, just couldn't finish them. Man, if he could just finish like 50% of these one-on-0 chances he's had, he'd be Nathan McKinnon with his points total. Like It would be unbelievable. The dude makes stuff happen. He just doesn't finish at, at nearly a strong enough rate. Um, I, I've been enjoying watching him play. He's clearly made the team better just from his work on the penalty kill. What he adds in depth and winning his matchups is great. Still need to see more production out of Hayes, though. TK was really critical of his play uh, in his post-game interview, but he was really noticeable and energetic out there tonight. Great to have him back. Yeah, there's going to be rust. Uh, there's absolutely going to be rust, and he's a critical guy. I mean, he talked about um, earlier today, I, I think everyone saw the quotes about uh, because AV compared um, the Burrow hit that concussed um, that concussed TK to what got to the hit that got Farabee suspended, um, and we'll go into the Farabee suspension much more in depth, I believe, on uh, on on tomorrow's BSH on Wednesday's BSH radio when I have the full crew. But TK kind of said what a lot of people said. I turned around and looked for a buddy pass and got laid out. That's hockey. Uh, it was. Obviously, you don't want injuries. You definitely don't want concussions, but it's a contact sport. Bad shit happens. I like that TK was critical of him saying, I got to keep my head up. That's all there is. And that, that's just the kind of player he is, and I like it. TK would take that hit, you know? If TK was patrolling the neutral zone and somebody turned around, obviously he's not, you know, he's not Boro, but he's a guy who likes to play physical, likes to mix it up. If someone right, if three steps in front of you turns around for a buddy pass, you lay him out. That's just hockey. I, I but I like that he he accepted. Like, yeah, that is just hockey. Uh, hopefully, NAK has done enough to convince Chuck he can stay up or at least get an earlier call up next time. Yeah, it's going to be interesting just to see how things shake out with Raffle and Lawton and Pitlick, and you know, they're they're just missing a bunch of guys. So there might not be 
a definite roster spot for either NAK or Kacha, but I've liked what I've seen out of both of them. And, um, you know, it, if the coaches determine that they can stay, that'd be awesome. But I hope he at least shows enough to become a part of that rotation because as we've seen, you injuries happen, bad shit happens, and you need your depth. I hope that he has worked his way or at least continues to work his way back into the conversation of being one of those depth call-ups. Haig was decent. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with Haig tonight. Made a couple nice clearing plays. Uh, what did he play? He played 16-24, which is way more than he had been playing. Uh, it's actually more than Ghost even played, 15-30. But um, uh, what did Braun play then? 17-50. So they're using Braun like a top four while Haig is in there, which you all know I don't love, but I do think He's been a lot better at 5-on-5 than his first month, 20, or first 17 games, I guess. I think um, he's been a lot better since then. But, um, yeah, they played like 16 games in November. Yeah, his first 17 games were not as good as he's been at 5-on-5 since. Um, I don't love him in the top four. I still, you know, ideally would like to shelter him, but if Robert Haig is in the lineup, Obviously, Braun jumps into that uh, into that mix. Going to fly back east tomorrow. Might try to see the Buffalo game. When do they play Buffalo? Oh, I just went over it Thursday. That was my whole Fitzpatrick's pitch. Yeah, do it, man. Absolutely go. Want to get more people in that building. I don't care. Um, like, the attendance talk isn't as big of a deal to me as it is to some other people. Obviously, you want people at the games. I want us to be the best fan base in the world again. All that stuff, but I don't know, man. People show up to this. Uh, people watch on TV. I don't, I don't care. But, yeah, go. It's a good time. I, I always like going to Flyers games. See if you can get yourself in that assembly room. I hear it's a lot of fun. TK with the jam. That's him, man. That's that's TK's game. He's, a, he's an offensive uh, force. He's got a lot of firepower. He creates plays. He scores goals. But his game is more – he's not just a perimeter player, which – you look at his size and go, all right, so he's, he's a nice little playmaker or whatever. No, his game is playing with that jam, and it was they, they had it tonight, and I think a lot of it was because of uh, the energy and emotion he brings to the lineup. <sighs> Out of all the AHLers that have cycled through, besides Frost slash Farabee, NAK has impressed me the most in, in the small sample size. Katja obviously looked great, too. Yeah, I, I've liked what I've seen out of Kacha. Like I said, I was kind of out on some weekend games. I had some other stuff going on and missed those games. But uh, the last game, I, his first game, I really liked uh, what I saw from Kacha. And I've always liked what NAK has brought. Uh, he's not flashy, but he's physical and he forechecks. And from a fourth liner, if every now and then he can put the puck in the net, that's all you can ask for. Who fights first against Ottawa, Stewart or Andreoff? Yeah, they're going to want to go at Boro. Um, man, I, <laughs> I want, I'm all about it. I just want them to play physically and get a win, come out hard, hit their best players, play your best game. If someone's going to fight them, someone's going to fight them. That's just the way hockey is. I'm fine with it. If, if, you know, all, uh, if all combatants are willing to go, go right ahead and punch each other in the face. I love the fights. You all know that. Frank Bylos is my favorite hockey player ever. Um, but to me, it's just more important to set a physical tone in that game and then win it, of course. Uh, it's fucking Ottawa. It's ridiculous to lose to them. They're terrible. Um, 
go beat them. It's home. You've been awesome at home. Just beat freaking out. Or no, the Ottawa game is away. Yeah, it's in Ottawa, so strike that last part. Uh, but do it because our Christmas party is that night, and we badly uh, want to see a win at our Christmas party. Glad to see Stewart do the only thing he's good at, which is to throw the fists. I want to see Stewart win a little bit more decisively, you know? He's in there to be that guy. Be that guy. Beat the shit out of somebody. I think, I think I'll give him the decision in that one. At the end, he seemed to get a couple free. Um, but, man, I want to see him bomb dudes. It's why he's in the lineup. And we've talked about Chris Stewart. He's the professional best friend. He seems like a great teammate. They love him in the room. He only draws into the lineup when it's an absolute freaking necessity. So I don't, I don't have a problem with him on the team at all. But when he fights, man, just knock somebody out. Thought you got fired. They can't fire me. Don't tell Steph that. She listens to all this shit. No, I didn't get fired. Uh, my relationship with SB Nation is stronger than ever. I'm a big fan of SB Nation. We all love each other. Way to go, Vox. V-O-X. Vox, Vox, Vox. Saturday is TK's Revenge Game. Ooh. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it before, Brian, but might put a couple bucks on TK to score on that DraftKings app. I am so fucking addicted to the DraftKings app. Like, I'm the guy who's like, what's it matter if they legalize sports gambling? No one's like, I, I don't gamble. I'm not going to when it's legal. And then suddenly my friends are just like, nah, man, like try the DraftKings app. It's pretty fun. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and next thing you know, I'm like a gambling goddamn criminal. Uh, I actually I actually purposefully placed a bet on the Ducks tonight to try to bring, because my fucking, my, it's uh, the sport I cover, hockey. I'm like, I know hockey. I follow a ton of this. I can bet on this. No, I, I've been great with basketball. I've been great with football. And I'm getting destroyed in hockey. <laughs> and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? Because I've been losing all my hockey bets. I'm putting money on the Ducks tonight. And you're all welcome. Ducks minus two. Look at that. Love the win, but got to start winning on the road. Yeah, the the home and road splits are definitely crazy. Uh, what if they, like I said, they're like 765 at home points percentage-wise. 11-2-4 and four is the number I think I heard at the end of the broadcast. Let, what are the road numbers, though? Philly is, yeah, 11-2-4 and four at home and 7-9-1 and one away. You got to clean that up. Uh, you just absolutely have to, have to do a better job. Uh, on the road. You need to be at least 500 on the road and then take care of business at home and you're fine. Um, 7-9-1, not going to get it done. Uh, they started Saturday, man. You got Ottawa. Let's get going here. Great. Uh, good team win. PK seems to be back to normal. Definitely had to raise the PK percentage after letting four in on Sunday. Yeah, uh, the penalty kill has been good, man. Uh, they're going to have games like uh, when they just get shelled. Uh, every team does. Obviously, that's a few now, um, and it was just such a bad road trip. Like the, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong on that road trip. Uh, hopefully, they just rebound from it, get back on track to what they were doing, winning most nights like they were. And that road trip is just a three-game blip. When we look back and go, I mean, could they have had a worse? You know, I, I'm not like the laughter isn't laughter. Like <laughs> just like. Fuck, from a team perspective, could things have gone worse on that road trip? 
100% win rate with conscious parents in attendance. Well, that that seals it. Put them on the coaching staff. 100% win rate when Kacha scores, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Shen brothers have fought. Have they? I didn't see it. I don't remember it, at least. Glad Jake decided to shoot on that two-on-one rush. I mean, he had no option other than to shoot. I tweeted just a uh, good job by the uh, good job by the Flyers staff to put a Flyers jersey in the back of the net so that Jake would try to pass to the open man. Um, but that's kind of um, coming down on the right side, uh, looking at the goalie with you know the defenseman clearly taking away the pass. You have to shoot there, and that's kind of his. Uh, they, I think the Flyers Twitter account put out the low laser tweet. I mean, that's what works for him in shootouts is that low laser move. So good for him. Hopefully this win starts a long win streak. Let's go Flyers. Couldn't agree more, Christine. NAK looked a little out of position and a little too aggressive. I'm fine with it. I like the way he got in the forecheck. I like the way he made some hits. That one big hit he had did lead to a two-on-one. But everyone else needs to do their job. He's in there to forecheck and create contact. Everyone else needs to not get caught so deep. Uh, Hart ended up making the save, so no harm, no foul there. I like the aggression. Um, I hope he keeps that kind of play up and becomes a part of at least the call-up rotation when when the uh, full lineup's back together. Officiating was not the best tonight. Uh, here's the, like complaining about officiating, and this we'll get into like I said the Farabee suspension on Broad Street Hockey on Wednesday. Um, uh, complaining about officiating, complaining about Department of Player Safety to me is just like, is it frustrating? Absolutely. I just don't lose, lose sleep over it because I expect it to be bad. It's a, like on ice officiating, it's a fast game and you're kind of going with what you thought you saw. Do you expect it to be better because this is the best league in the world and these are supposed to be the best refs in the world? Yeah, you expect it to be better, but it isn't. And just like the Department of Player Safety, it's gonna it's gonna leave you uh, annoyed, and that's just that's just the nature of it. That is what it is. It's not changing anytime soon. It's been this way for as long as I've been a fan. So, uh, yes, was the officiating not the best tonight? It's not the best any night. Does NAK stick now that he's getting some chances? I think so. Uh, I don't know. I mean, at this point, uh, who who comes out? Um, when they have their full lineup, I, I don't know, just, I I don't know how it's going to shake out, how they're going to form the lines, who's going to get healthy first. So who has to go back? I mean, there's a, they have no cap room. They can't make another, if Travis Konechny couldn't play tonight, they were going 11 forward 7D. It's just, uh, this is the team right now. Um, does NAK stick? I think he's earned a chance to be in the lineup Thursday and then hopefully again Saturday. I want to see what this kid can do. He's been in the organization a while. He's been productive for the Phantoms. He's been a solid player for them. Time to find out as far as I'm concerned. Um, why not just give him the shot and see if he's worth uh, worth keeping around? Hey, Bill, thought Ghost looked good outside the defensive zone. Also thought since he was with Hag, it was noticeable how much time the two and the fourth line were there. I thought Ghost made, he had a couple of blocked shots, broke up a couple of plays. I thought he looked decent in the defensive zone, which is all you're really asking for from Ghost is to not hurt you down there. 
But yeah, um, if you have Haig and a fourth line out, uh, you know, against regular NHLers, and their fourth line at this point is not comprised of, you know, regular NHLers, chances are they're going to be stuck on defense. It's your third pair, and it's your it's, it's your fourth line. Um, they're going to spend time in that zone. They got it done tonight. They didn't give up anything uh, other than, you know, a few shots. But uh, it's why I don't like Hagen in the lineup. I, I, he's been fine. He has absolutely been fine. I have no complaints about Robert Haig. Like, I don't think he's – I don't think he's ever going to be, and that's that's when we're talking about the sixth defenseman, uh, which is what he really is when he's in there. Like, I'm not gonna. I, he ain't gonna be the reason you win or lose games. Everyone else has to do their job, and you can cover for him. Uh, obviously, like in the playoffs, remember the 2010 playoffs? Like, the Flyers had a uh, an amazing top four. And then the third line would get five minutes and be minus one. It was like, how? How how did you how you weren't out on the ice long enough to give up a goal, but they were. Uh but Haig is Haig. Uh I don't think you can do much better in terms of a seventh defenseman, which is what he is when all things are right. Um and I think he's been playing much better than he played last year. Low bar. Very low bar, but I think he's been better than he was last year. Uh, NAK, first time I've seen sandpaper since Hartman. Yes and no. Uh, I think they need that element. I like what he brings, absolutely. I don't understand what coaches don't like about him. Because the the previous regime seemed to sour on him after he got... I got to plug this in. That's what this interruption to the feed is. Um uh, they didn't. They seemed to sour on him after giving him a, f- a limited number of chances, and this organization obviously had uh, quite a few people ahead of him on the depth chart in terms of okay, who's up next and next and next. Uh, I never thought Carson Torensky would jump him, but he did. Um, we'll see if he earns more time. But I liked what I saw tonight. It'll be a kasha of tasty cakes. That's good. That's good, Tom. We need to do something with that. Someone needs to do something with that. Kacha of Tasty Cakes. I like that. TK talking about how many times he fell down was pretty funny. I'll have to listen to the uh I'll have to listen to the quotes when I get when I get him tomorrow. Um I'm sure it was. Uh that was Giroux, uh, I think after the first or after the second period cuz they didn't score in the first. Uh Drew after the second period when they interviewed him about the goal He's like, yeah, TK can make those kind of plays. Don't tell him I said that. Uh, it's just so funny that he's like, he just must be the like lovable asshole. That uh, the dynamic of this team, I really enjoy. Uh, the fact that like Kevin Hayes says this is the tightest team he ever played for, and last week during the national game, Pierre uh, Pierre Maguire made note like this is the most talkative bench I've ever heard. Like it's just all good signs that. Uh, the the negative culture of the previous regime did not carry over when they brought in some new leaders. Like just listening to Niskanen talk before this game, asking him about all the injuries, how they're shorthanded, all the players they're missing, the new guys coming up. It's just like, yeah, it's an opportunity. I've been in this situation once before in my career. It's an opportunity for a bunch of guys who nor- who might not normally get one. Let's see, uh, you know, 
let's see, let's play the best we can play with what we have and let's see who earns more opportunities. And I really like that veteran mentality from a guy with a ring, guy who's been around a long time. I think they did a good job of supplementing the roster with players with experience and players with good leadership attributes and steady demeanors. You know, we've heard about how Ghost can be up and down emotionally. We know about how G is so hard on himself. Uh, you know, Jake just gets pissed off about things. I like that they seem to have evened it out a little. I know this isn't Flyers related. Thoughts on the Taylor Hall trade to Arizona. Arizona uh, made it happen, man. They they It looked like a nice haul for Jersey. Maybe not as much as some people were expecting, but they get a first-round pick. They get some prospects, maybe not a high-end prospect, but good volume in terms of the haul of prospects and a conditional third that could become another first, you know? Um, that's good shit. I, I, think, I think both teams made out here. Hall definitely wasn't going to um, Hall definitely wasn't going to resign in Jersey. I don't expect him to resign anywhere before July first. He might end up being a Coyote. That's totally possible. I'm not ruling that out. I just see him. He looks. He seems like a guy who wants to go to free agency to me. That's just the the read I get on the uh, on the situation. But I, I, I'm happy for the Coyotes, man. The few fans they have. Maybe you get to see a good product. That team, you know, getting the playoffs, that's good for hockey. When when the out when the when the non-traditional markets are good, it's good for the whole sport. Do you think the Farabee suspension had anything to do with keeping him out against Ottawa Saturday? No history and weak misconduct call. Just seems like there's no real supplemental. I no, no, I don't. Um I why? No, I don't. I don't think so. Um, no. Hagen Braun played more, uh, played more due to the five PKs. Yeah, um, Hague didn't get a ton of, uh, penalty kill time, only 56 seconds of his, uh, 1624. So, yeah, he did, yeah, Ghost, you know, gets a minute 27 of his 1530 on the power play, uh, and the Flyers only had, well, did they only have one power, two power plays? Uh, and the Ducks had five power plays. So, yeah, no, that definitely weighs in. Um, Haig's not part of the regular rotation because he's not a regular part of the lineup. Uh, the other guys, like Braun played 351 on the PK, Niskanen 355, Provorov 446, uh, and Sanheim 346. So, you know, Haig is your fifth penalty killer, plays just under a minute. and the, But that does add to the, you know, distribution of ice time when you look at who played when. Who do you think is still in the roster after we get a few back from injuries? NAK and Kacha both look good. Uh, you know, I wonder that myself, and it's definitely going to be a topic of discussion on tomorrow's BSH radio. Um, I, it depends on, I guess, who they get back first and what, how they're looking to fill out the lineup. Like if Lawton is the first one back, are they going to make him the 4C? Are they going to put him back at wing on the third line? So it's it's going to come down to how they want to arrange the lineup. Um, I like what Elaine Vigneault has done for the most part with the lineup all year. Like, Do I want Phil Myers in the lineup over Robert Haig? I do. Um, they're making a point to say he's not 100%, but they're also calling him a healthy scratch. So I don't know what's going on there. But, you know. 
for the most part, they're winning games, so I'm not that nuts about it. Um, we, I, I'm, I'm interested to find out who stays and who goes as players come back from injury, though. I live all the way out in Reading, and there's an Oscar Strong billboard right down the street from me. Cool to see the support this far out from Philly. Uh, yeah, it, it's listen, man. This is a community. This is a Philadelphia, the greater Philadelphia area, Reading, Allentown, all that stuff out there where we have ties because of minor league baseball, minor league hockey, all that stuff. Um, we know what this community is. I mean, shit. I get people come into this post game from all over the country and all over the world. It's it's incredible to see the outreach of uh, uh, this. Like, and I hate to get sappy on this because this is just all of us hanging out, talking after a Flyers game, drinking some beers. But like, this is what's good about sports. You know, we all know sports aren't always the best thing. They we we love them irrationally. We're always disappointed. It leads to stupid shit like toxic behavior and fights at stadiums and overall being an asshole. Uh, and, and there's a lot of bad that goes along that gets associated with fandom because I've met so many good freaking fans. Um, but this is the kind of stuff that just makes you go and like, and it's fucking awful. It's the like, ugh, Jesus can't like 23 year old bone cancer. Are you mother? Oh, I, I don't even want to think about the details cause it's just infuriating. Um, but yeah, man. It's cool to see the outreach and like, it's the simplest, stupidest little thing. But when you see like the Rangers or the Penguins tweet about it, it's just like, that's cool. That's cool. You look like you have a new crib from last season. Yeah, I I, uh, I moved in here last March uh, and finally this uh, did some games at the end of the season, like from my living room, just because I didn't really have a setup. But now I'm in my, uh, this is my man cave down here. Got some, uh, got some cool stuff. Got everything set up. Got the bar behind me. Yeah, got my record player. Got all sorts of cool stuff going on. So wanted to set it up in my little spot down here. Would prefer not to be so short-handed against other teams. The last few, there have been way too many penalties. Yeah, and there were a couple of I thought questionable calls tonight. Um, but you're gonna get those. There are questionable calls on every team every night. Um. This team had done an excellent job. Like, the penalty kill just – the goalies have been good, and the penalty kill has just improved from the personnel changes they've made and their own players playing better. Absolutely, the penalty kill is much improved. But you don't want to give the team too many chances. That's the thing. You, you killed four penalties tonight, and that's awesome. Problem is you took five. Five is way too many. If you were in Konechny's place going into Ottawa game, how would you react? Fight, push extra hard to score a few goals, try to check someone in the next Tuesday, all of the above. I, you're, you're asking me two different questions here. If you were in – because it's how do I want Konechny to react? I want Konechny to be – I want Konechny to play his most Konechny game. That's it. But that's like the Konechny we saw – you know, in the mic'd up uh, outdoor game, that Konechny, the Konechny who just, does, I just want Konechny to play the most Konechny game possible. Talk all your shit, create chances, play physical when you can, do everything that you're great at doing. I think it's up to some of his teammates to maybe extract a little bit of revenge. I'm not, that's not my priority going into this game. My priority is two points. That's what we're doing here. This is a push for the playoffs. 
That's all it is. I want to get into the top three in this division. I want to be first or second. I want home ice in the first round. Caps are freaking awesome. So I don't, you know, first is, it's the goal, but reality sets in. Caps are really good. Uh, but I, I, you know, get into first or second in the division, get home ice in at least the first round, that kind of thing. That's my number one priority. If I were in Connecty's place going into Ottawa's game, how would I react? I have adapted this, uh, you know, don't give a shit demeanor in my podcasting career. But as a young, angry high school hockey player, my reaction would be I'm getting kicked out in the first five minutes. So, uh, you know, it's uh, if he goes in there and cross checks Boro in the head, like I won't be able to blame him. But I want to win, and he's one of our best players. So it's, uh, you know, I, I, how fun would a line brawl be, though? Like, throw it back to 2004, brawling with the Sens. That would be a good time. Bill is the yin to Steph's yang. Wait, that sounds weird. Oh, it's a little weird, yeah. Hey, now. That's a good one. Uh, disappointed that Giroux was back on the right side on the power play. We're gonna be we're gonna be frustrated with the power play all year, man. I, I this is one of the things I have few complaints about the coaching staff and the overall season. I am as a fan who has been looking for signs that things are different, the culture has changed, and they're ready to start winning. Am happy, I am, without a doubt. But this fucking power play, man, like it just seems like a simple solution. I know. That these, like, you know, Elaine Vigneault, uh, Michelle Tarian, Mike Yo, all these guys, there's a, they definitely know more hockey than I do. They just know what they're doing. They are more capable of coaching a hockey team than the podcast host you're listening to right now. But God damn it. <laughs> like, there's this thing that the Flyers do that has, for the most part, worked pretty well for a decade. And then there's this other thing that they keep trying that doesn't fucking work. I, I, I Is that another biscuit tea? It is not. This is actually a Young Bucks tea. This is one of my many, uh, one of my many wrestling t-shirts out of the collection. But I will tell you, since you're talking about biscuit teas, to check out biscuit teas, um, they're they're running it already. You have to pre-order it. They haven't printed them yet, but. Um, an Oscar Strong t-shirt with all the proceeds uh, benefiting um, cancer research charities. I I didn't look up what charity. I, I, I looked it up earlier. I don't remember. But check out Biscuit Tees if you're looking for one of them Oscar Strong shirts. Anywhere you see that the shirts, the proceeds are going to, uh, you know, to some sort of cancer research, so, any sort of, as long as it's not Susan G. Komen. Um, but any other charity. Um Go go nuts. Go nuts with the Oscar Lindblom, all that shit. Uh, but the one I'll plug is Biscuit Teats, so check them out. Yeah, AEW. This is actually pre-AEW I got this shirt. Um, I'm actually not even the biggest Young Bucks fan. It was uh, – I ordered an uh, I'm, a Comra- I'm a Conrad Thompson guy T-shirt and from Pro Wrestling Tees, and it didn't – like never shipped, um, you know, for like two months. And eventually, they were like, oh, shit, we lost your order. Sorry, we'll send you some grab bag tees. And this was one of them, and it was pretty cool, so I kept it. That's my 35-second tangent on wrestling T-shirts. 
what's amazing? Uh, what's amazing is this team looking like they were in meltdown mode with how many guys are out. All it takes is one TK, and I'm like, we're good. Playing the Ducks might also help with that. But this is another good sign. Yes, getting TK back is huge. We've talked about that a couple times already. But like I keep saying in every instance I get, I'm ready to win. I am looking for every sign imaginable that the uh, I'm looking for every sign imaginable that the culture is different, that the 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 team's on ice reaction to things is different. Lose three in a row, come home, building's kind of empty. You're going through a lot of shit as a team right now. This is a chance for things to snowball. We've seen this team in the past let things snowball and get out of control. And before you know it, it's like, how the fuck did we just lose 10 in a row? You know, like, we're way better than this, right? But somehow, here we are. Um, I like seeing this team respond in these opportunities. Uh, Ideally, you don't ever lose three in a row, but it's an 82-game season. Lots of weird things happen. Come back to home ice, get the two points, Hey, man, let's get two more, and then we go to Ottawa on Saturday. Suddenly, we went from not gaining any points out of six to getting six out of six. Everything's grand as we head into the holiday break. Uh, What what is the – I'm not even going to do a plug here. I'm just looking ahead to what they have until the holiday break. So they have home versus Buffalo Thursday, then Saturday at Ottawa, then they're back home on Monday for the Islanders at 7 o'clock. Ooh, that's a fun one. Might head down to that and do the post game from the stadium. I'm right there. We'll look into that. Okay. Might go to that Rangers game. But then, yeah, that's the 23rd. Then they're off 24, 25, 26, 27. And then they have the California trip 28th through 31st. So that's what they're looking at. But yeah, it's just here's some here's an opportunity. Uh, you had that rough trip, and now you have an opportunity to gain some points with the ups- upcoming schedule. Obviously, Sabres. They're an up-and-down team. They're pretty good. I think they lost to Maple Leafs tonight. I think it was 3-1 last I checked, but I don't know. Uh, Ottawa, we know they're not good. The Rangers are better than I expected, but Flyers are better than the Rangers. Sharks have been a major disappointment this year. They're at Anaheim on, uh, what's that, Saturday or Sunday, the 28th. You're better than the Ducks. And then they're at L.A. on Tuesday, New Year's Eve. You're better than the Kings. You can you can go to, you can get on a roll here, man. You, this team's looking to get on a roll now. You had that bad road trip, erase it, get on a roll. It's completely forgotten by January first. You should buy uh, an Oscar Strong shirt from Biscuit Tees, though. I agree, Sam. I agree. Uh, TK is the most important on this team. That is an interesting. Because uh, do I think he's the best player on the team? I don't. Uh, you know, Provorov. Couturier, Drew, Hart are all really good. I might take TK over Hart at this point in his career, but Hart's been awesome. Um, But most important, I see what you're getting at, Mark, with the way he plays and what he brings to the lineup, uh, the offensive explosion plus the attitude. Um, I'm not going to disagree with that. TK is the most important player on the team. I think there is something to that, clearly. I watch a lot of games and officiating is always bad. I'm over it. Yeah, that's – listen, man, I never met a ref I liked. Like, there are referees. I do I, – I still do a little bit of work at my uh, at my hometown rank, Hollydale, 
where I grew up. I do a little PA announcing on the side, filling in for a junior team here and there. Um, and I run into refs who, like, I gripped up when I was in the 11th grade. <laughs> you know, I've never liked any ref. Uh, I think they're all bad. All refs are bad, uh, just like all coaches are bad, except Elaine Vigneault and perhaps Barry Trotz. He might be a good coach. Uh, but, I, you know, uh, no, one, no one likes law enforcement. Come on. Who wants someone telling you what you can do? This is in no way an indictment of the police. I can't wait to delete this video. Uh, TK was nailing his Hartnell down impersonation. He's going to be rusty. I think uh, the broad on the broad. I can't remember who brought it up on the broadcast, but maybe they were saying he was having a little trouble uh, with one of the blades of his skates. He might have got that replaced at one point, but no arguing with the um, tangible and intangible production he brings to this lineup. NFL refs are the worst. Oh, I don't doubt you there because there's so many of them and they have like, I realize the NFL, obviously a fast game, but they all have like, there's 20 of them. They all have one responsibility and like the things they call happen directly in front of, I just, it blows my mind how bad NFL officiating. I will, yes, the NHL has a long way to go before you can call their, their officials good, but nothing's worse than the NFL. Love the tic-tac-toe goal. Seems like it's been a while since we had one. I want to see what this line can do back together. Obviously, um, circumstances dictating it are shitty, um, but this line is back together, at least for now. Let's see how it goes. Maybe we get a few more players back. The depth starts to, uh, you know, starts to rebuild itself, and this is a good team again. But until then, uh, Couturier, Giroux, TK... That is a line that has carried this team in the past, and it might have to, at least for the short-term future. Curious on your opinion with the Hall trade. Uh, I already talked about it a little. Uh, if you want a Flyers spin on it, I just don't see how they could have made it work. Um, I'm not giving up. Like So many of the Flyers' most high-end guys are here in terms of young players, not giving up any of the defensemen. Um, not giving up TK, Nolan Patrick, he's got no value. And I'm not saying that there's like a knock on him. I think he's going to come back and do well once he reacclimates himself. Um, hopefully he's just, you know, a slow bloomer into being a, a legit top six forward. Um, but just him in terms of why would they, you know, if they wanted Nolan Patrick, they could have fucking drafted him, you know? Uh, I just don't think there was a way for the Flyers to get it done realistically. Um, Arizona, you know, a, a team that's looking for that spark. You know, they go out and get Phil Kessel, and he hasn't been uh, particularly good for them. Obviously, you know, two goals against the Flyers, but that's just the way the world works, I guess. Uh, but they're looking for that, and they're looking to generate a little buzz, and – Hey, man, Shake is doing a good job down there. He's built up enough of an asset base and enough of a core that he can go out and make moves like this. The fact that Colorado didn't get it done, and they're not going to trade like Byram, uh, the dude, or whatever the dude's name is. They got it for last year or this past draft. And a lot of the, they're kind of like a lot of their high-end guys are with the team and contributing. And you don't want to – when you're competing, you don't want to subtract. Like, what, are we can give you Samuel Gerrard? No. No. Like, just not going to do that. So, but I think the fact that Colorado didn't 
factor in into the Hall trade is also leading me to believe like Taylor Hall is going to be a free agent. You weren't going to resign him. So it's like, do I want a rental? If, if the Flyers had the cap space and all that stuff is out of it and you could just give up picks and like B-level prospects. Sure. Yeah. I'd think about it. Um, but uh, to give up on like a high end guy who you really think is going to factor into your core for a guy that doesn't have a contract, uh, this team, I don't know if they're ready to compete for a cup. Would Taylor Hall make them a cup contender? Perhaps, perhaps. I don't know that for a fact. Um, I, I just am so into seeing what this group that they've assembled can do. You know, I'm surprised nobody went after NAK. He was a buzzsaw tonight. Yeah, especially after that one hit in the corner where, uh, you know, that was, he leveled. Uh, I, I don't, I, I can't remember who it was, but that was a huge freaking hit. Um, can't believe nothing came of that. I hate when guys have to fight after every hit. I think that's dumb. Uh, but it happens a lot. And honestly, when I see, like, if I see my buddy get laid out, I don't give a shit if it was clean or not. I'm trying to teach you a lesson that you can't do that. Um, does that lesson work? I don't particularly think it does, but this is a game played on emotion and being fucking pissed off at the drop of a hat. Yeah, I, I was surprised the way NAK was, um, the way he was attacking puck carriers and just making himself a uh, heat-seeking missile out there tonight. I was also surprised that nobody tried to, you know, tried to go with him. Hey, Bill, how you doing? I'm doing good, Spencer. Thanks for asking. How about Limblom texting Connecty to see to see how his concussion was? I didn't even hear about that, but they're boys. A lot of these guys came up together, and I think that speaks to the tightness of this team. And just what a fucking cool guy Oscar is. Uh, you know, the hockey is part of it. It's I keep feeling like I shouldn't think about the hockey part because a young man has cancer, and that's the worst. But we're all Flyers fans. It's going to creep into our minds like, Hey, he's our leading goal scorer, big part of this team. That sucks. But, like, just thinking about, like, what must have been going through his head when he texted TK to be like, how's your concussion? When he's sitting there, like, getting a second opinion on his fucking bone cancer. What a cool guy. What a cool fucking guy Oscar Limblom must be. Wondering where to watch the next game. Any thoughts? Well, we've talked about what they have up next so many times. I don't even think I have to tell you that Thursday's game against the Buffalo Sabres, the best place to watch it is the best bar at the whole Jersey Shore. That's right. Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern right there in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. Easy to get to from all shore points. And it's let's, – let's not kid ourselves here. It's easy to get to from pretty much anywhere in the Delaware Valley. They have an awesome uh, food selection. I have been told to plug uh, – and this is not by – Fitzpatrick's, they honestly, I don't even know if they listen to the show uh, because they've never told me what to say or anything. Uh, I just tell you what I think about them. But I've been told by another listener who frequents the place to shout out the French fry salad at uh, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. So check that out. It looks like it's just a menagerie of French fries and toppings and stuff. So check that out. Uh, I, I love that kind of thing, man. I'm all about food that's going to kill me. So check out that. But I just love their beer selection. I love their staff, all the all the servers, all the bartenders. Could not be cooler. Cannot put them over enough. 
And it is an amazing place to watch a game, a hockey game especially, because the owner, Timmy Fitzpatrick, is a damn good hockey fan. And I don't know what else proves it than a slap shot poster in the men's bathroom. If that doesn't set the tone for a night of watching hockey, I don't know what does. Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. Check it out. Can't put it over enough. Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. So there you go, Christopher. If you're looking for a place to watch that game, Fitzpatrick's. I hope someone is really taking a shot every time I say Fitzpatrick's because I repeat it as many times as I do for that purpose. Like the uh, butt ums in How I Met Your Mother, how she realized, Robin realized it was a drinking game every time she said butt um. So then just went butt um, butt um, butt um. So Fitzpatrick's, 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 Crest Tavern. Really good people. Darren Ferris is Hall's agent, so you know he's going to be looking to test the market. I don't, I don't, why wouldn't a player want to hit the open market? Players, players, players associations have fought so hard for free agency because everyone gets overpaid in free agency. If you saw the articles that came out this summer, it was like GMs basically saying, we know we're signing, uh, like, we know we're getting the bad side. Like, we're the ones getting the shit end of this deal. What you know, like, they just know. They just hope it's not too bad. They hope to get the most out of the front end of the deal because no long-term contract really works out on the back end. Uh, they just know. It's why players want free agency. They're going to get overpaid, guaranteed contracts, five, six, seven years. Pfft, okay, I'm 28. That might be longer than I actually have left. Speaking of, uh, will the Devils trade P.K. Subban next? That would be interesting. Would be would be interesting to see what kind of value P.K. Subban has. Because, man, I was very much in on the idea that he just had a down year last year, battled through some injuries, thought maybe it was like that little bit of Jeru time where he just looked like shit. Uh, yeah, Subban only had 31 points in 63 games last year. 63 games last year, and if you talk to anyone in Nashville, he looked worse than that. This year, man, 32 games, he's got two goals and three assists for the Devils. I, I know points aren't the only way to judge defensemen, please. I, I understand, but he's he's a guy who who, who creates. He's a, he's a playmaker. That's what P.K. Subban does. He's got five fucking points. Oh, my God. I'm ready to freak out over Travis Sanheim only having the amount of points he does. How many Flyers have more than five points? Let's let's give that a look here. I really have to pee, so we're going to be wrapping this up soon. Uh, but who has more than five points? Justin Braun has five assists. So right now, P.K. Subban, how many times has P.K. been like a Norris finalist? Uh, he was a finalist in 2018. He was a finalist in 2015. He won it in 2013. So that's three top three finishes uh, and one win for Subban. The guy for his career is what? A what a point a game player. Where are we? Is a six tenths of a point a game player. Um, and right now, he has the same point total as Justin Braun, a player who I really like, but admittedly, like, offense goes to die with Justin Braun. 
He just doesn't have that part of his game. It's just not a part of his game. And P.K. Subban has the same number of points as him. Jesus. Oh, my God. What does he have left on his contract? I realize we've fallen down a P.K. Subban rabbit hole here, but I hadn't – like, I know he's not playing well, but I hadn't really done a, like, look at it. Uh, Subban has this year and two more at $9 million a year. So he's signed through 2021-22. And he'll be 31 in May. Man, that is falling off a cliff. Was Myers hurt or just scratched? They're making a point to say, like, basically he's a healthy scratch, but also the back spasms, back injury, whatever he's got going on with his back. He's not 100%, but lots of guys in the NHL aren't 100%. He's a healthy scratch, but not. Like, it just seems like, okay, we have another defenseman we could play, and if his back is fucked up, why are we going to, you know. So I, he's healthy, he's hurt and not. Um, I still think he's higher in the rotation than Haig, but there's just some circumstances right now. Sports, the cure and cause of all life's problems. Yeah. All right, let's scroll down and get a couple more here. A picture of Bill should be framed at Fitzpatrick's. They got a lot of cool shit on the walls there. Uh, is that place with the goofy shit on the walls and the mozzarella sticks? Uh, but if they had a picture of me up at Fitzpatrick's, I would, uh, I would, that would be a great honor. Remember when Hack took TK off the top line in the playoffs? How did we ever survive that goblin? <sighs> yeah, that was a, that was just a dark era of Flyers hockey. Like I realized that. Hextall's plan led to a lot of the good stuff we have now, but that coach choice and the shit he would do, man, like his last game, like the game before he got fired, he scratched Limblom and played Laterra. Like, and forget everything going on with Limblom right now. Just Oscar Limblom, an objectively good hockey player, Yuri Laterra, a coke dealing shithead. What? what? <laughs> I just the the shit he would pull, man. Yeah, like, uh, and I okay. There's two ways to look at the TK thing in the playoffs. I chose at the time to say, okay, breaking up that top line is stupid, but the Flyers were having depth scoring issues. They moved TK to the third line, and while. It was a demotion. I chose to frame it to myself to keep myself from losing my mind as, all right, let's see if this kid can carry a line and maybe we can get some depth scoring with Giroux and Couturier. We think Raffle could be effective. And Raffle did score a goal, I think, at some point. Uh, he's been effective in, in a similar role in the past, playing with uh, Giroux and Voracek. Uh, but obviously, Michael Raffle on your top line is not ideal and TK, who, you know, was one of the catalysts for returning to being watchable that season. You bump him down after the year he had. Um, it, it didn't make sense. But I tried to, like, all right, if we're, we're trying to spread out the wealth, maybe TK can carry his own line. And it proved he couldn't. Now it looks like he can because they've moved him around a little, and all of his lines continue to look like they're good, regardless of who he's playing with. Uh, but the thought process at the time just did kind of seem like a demotion more than that. But, yeah, I mean, just Hackstall made Hackstall made life miserable here. Like, listen, I get paid to talk hockey. My life is never going to be 
bad. But fuck, man, he was not fun. Bill, question, what exactly do you do do on 94 WIP? You heard John Marks and I, Grease, say your name. Uh, yeah, I, I do on-site producing there. So I am at Chickies every Monday with John and Ike. Uh, they're, they're awesome. I love it. But basically, whenever there's an out-of-studio uh, broadcast, I am one of the people who sets those up. I have a couple regular shifts. I'm at the Borgata every Saturday morning with uh, Eskin and uh, John and Ike on Mondays at Chickies, and then I kind of bounce around wherever I'm needed. There's a few of us. Uh, I seem to get a decent amount of hours, but um, I'm not a producer. I'm bad at this shit. Uh, I'm getting better, but it seems like my ability to look up information and have takes is helping me in this job, even though it's mostly just plugging things in. I, 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 a lot of people have a lot of opinions about sports talk radio in this town. I'll just tell you, I am a big fan of the place I work. It's one of the best places I've ever worked in my whole life. Uh, don't want to end this show on plugging some other, uh, format. So let's get a few more questions and then call it a day. It's been a long one. Thank you all for hanging out. Uh, big emotional win, man. I'll hang out as long as people want to on nights like this. And, uh, it's, it's always good. I love this community. I uh, love what we have here with our post games and stuff. Uh, let's see if we can get a few more questions and then call it a night. Uh, the Hextall era led to the great young talent we have today. It also sped up the attendance issue and team popularity decline, among other things. Yeah, we'll get into the attendance more. Like I said, I don't want to get into it because it's just not as big of a deal to me. But we'll get into all that. I just, like, I don't... Going to games, regardless of sport, is not the uh, event it used to be. Um, I think all live sporting events are just way too um, way too sanitary now. Everything's just so corporate. Um, I I don't know, man. Like I like sitting on my couch and drinking beers. Like you know, this would be ten bucks at the game. Where I can get a six pack for ten bucks, like you know. But in terms of what the Hextall era did, yeah, it, you know, it was necessary. Um, maybe they should have been a little bit more forthright, like the Sixers were. Like the Sixers told people straight up, like we're gonna fucking be bad. Um, the Flyers didn't do that. They held on to some to some vets and let them just kind of be the only good players on the team for a few years. And that resulted in mediocrity. Like, Jake and G did all they could. But at the end of the day, those two, Wayne Simmons, Couturier started to come on as a major contributor. But that was it. Those were your only good players. So, of course, they were like a 500 team. Like, oh, yeah, they're like an 89-point team. Yeah, that's, you know, when you only have four players worth anything, that's the way it goes. We have no defense and no goalies. Uh, I, maybe they could have been a little more forthright and people would have been more accepting, but just a weird culture of Flyers fandom because we've been so conditioned for so long that they're going for it. But we saw what the back half of the Holmgren era and just going forward at all costs um, turned into. At a certain point, you have to, like, yeah, sometimes you're pot committed. Like, I, I, I think giving up a first-round pick for Christopher Stieg isn't the worst thing in the world. But when you're out of defenseman and it's like a two and a four for Pavel Kabina, yeah, he can still move. Like that's when you get into territory of like, oh, maybe we need to fold. You know, maybe – not fold the French. I'm using 
poker analogy. Maybe we just need to fold this hand and start over. Like, I heard cool stories of the spectrum. I'm for, fortunately, I'm 20 years old, just like the Fet before my time. Um, yeah, I went. I never saw a football game at the Vet. Uh, my dad refused to take me. He was like, nah. Uh, the Spectrum, you know, I, I was in it a little for Flyers games growing up. I was a little kid. I don't remember it, like maybe one or two. Um, I spent a ton of time at the Spectrum with the Phantoms, though, and that was the opposite of a uh, sanitary uh, in-game experience, whether you're talking um, literally, literally or figuratively, honestly. Uh, but one thing I'll always say, and I think I said this on BSH Radio, one thing that really, and it's just, it's a little thing, um, no matter if you're in the nosebleeds or if you're in the first row at the spectrum, everybody pissed in the basement together. There was no, like, this separation of, okay, well, the rich people are in their super boxes, and, and these people are in the front row, and if you stand up and cheer, you're going to get kicked out unless you're sign guy and just hold up annoying signs all the time. And then in the upstairs, you're allowed to do whatever the hell you want. Like, there was none of it, it. There was just less of that at the spectrum, it seemed, and I feel like that's so much of sports. And this isn't, like, a Flyers-specific thing. This isn't a Philly-specific thing. I think it's just the problem with sporting events in, in general. They're not as fun as they used to be. I believe it's a year today that the team finally fired Hack. Oh, my God. Is that true? Because if so, we're doing – oh, man. I need to look that up. Thank you. That's the note we're going to end on because I'm going to write the outline for tomorrow's BSH Radio, and it's just going to – the the theme of the show is going to be happy anniversary. It's been a year since Hack is gone. Uh, so that's it. That is all the time I have for you this week on BSH Radio – or on BSH Radio – on Broad Street Hockey's Facebook Live post game. Thank you all so much for hanging out. Thanks for joining me on yet another Flyers win. This was a good one. This was an emotional one. It was a fun one. Glad to see them get back on the good side of things. Uh, before I wrap it up, I just want to say, come to our holiday party. I'm not calling it the Festivus party. It's not taking place on Festivus. It's our holiday party at Fieldhouse in Philadelphia. Um, it's connected to the convention center and Reading Terminal Market and all that shit. You know where Fieldhouse is. Go there. It's on Saturday for the Senators game. I'm getting there at like 5.30. I don't know what time it actually starts, 6.30 or 7, I'm sure, for the game. Um, but the first, for maybe six, because we're giving stuff away at the door, so when you want to get there early, first 50 people get a T-shirt, next 50 people get a drink voucher. Uh, Steph told me, if you really don't want the T-shirt and really want the drink voucher, we can mix and match, but this is what I've been told. First 50 t-shirt, next 50 drink voucher. Uh, and there's just going to be, there's going to be snacks. There's going to be all sorts of fun stuff. I am doing my own personal ugly sweater contest where you can wear either an obscure Flyers jersey or an ugly sweater, holiday sweater, what the hell ever, uh, to be entered into this contest. And I'll just be basically going around to people whose jerseys or sweaters I like and giving them random prizes out of my own personal prize collection. So look forward to that. The grand prize uh, is going to be a mini helmet signed by a major free agent acquisition of the Ron Hextall era. So that's a big one. That's a big one. But yeah, Fieldhouse, it's, uh, our, our parties are always a good time. If you ever come to a draft party or a holiday festivist, whatever you want to call a party, you know they're great, but this is going to be by far our best one. So come on out. Fieldhouse for the game on Saturday. Going to be a great time. That's it. That's all I've got for you tonight. I'll be back for the Thursday game. Until then, have a great week, everybody.